shove it. Howdy, folks. Welcome to another episode of Take This Pod and Shove It, the podcast where comedians and country fans build the ultimate country music playlist one song at a time. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tyler Snodgrass. Joining me, as always, is the rascal, my co-host. He's the diamonds to my gasoline. It is Danny Moppin. Hey, Danny. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You keep the car running. I'll make sure you look pretty, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. You know what? You know, I ain't the coolest thing to see on somebody's arm, but I'll make sure you feel charmed. Hey, that's another <laughs> rhyme from the old rascal just uh-huh. off the dome. And while we're wow. at it, hey, howdy do you shovelos, you fucking shove heads, you <laughs> dirty little shovel fuckers, you. More aggressive than normal this time. <laughs> <laughs> feel like making shove. <laughs> Uh, get on that shover board and ride it straight into Satan's mouth because, <laughs> damn it, he needs a good one in there every now and then. You know, you got to let him know who's the boss. Danny's yeah. mad because Trump got arrested today. He's actually, he's not really, he's, he's uh, starting to hang all his flags upside down. He has a lot of flags, you know, of course. So he's having a really hard go. Don't let him take it out on you, Shovelos, okay? No, we love you. But, uh... Well, hey, tell you what, folks. We've got a great episode for you today. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Today we are interviewing... <laughs> Steven Taylor, a fantastic comedian out of Kansas City, Missouri, and we're going to be talking about Turnpike Troubadours today, one of the few bands that has OU in it twice, so that's pretty cool. And uh, Steven, thanks for coming in. <laughs> How are you? What kind of nerd trivia was so, that? I'm so much better now. <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> Well, Troubadour is a crazy word. It's got sure, and they're, <laughs> and they're from Oklahoma. That might be just how they planned it. That might be exactly what they wanted. Oh, wow, that's a great! I hadn't even thought about that. That's got to be. <laughs> well, how are you, man? How's everything going? I'm great, man. Things are good. Life's been good. It's very fun to uh, be on this pot to hear this live is very interesting. Have you had fans on? Like if you had somebody who actively, you know, listens because you got, you guys know that I listen to the pot. Yes. Oh, and we're yeah. honored. We're thrilled. Yeah, I, We've had a few people yes. on. I know that Rafe listens to it and he, he's been on, we've had a few, okay. a few pals uh, in the mix that are, are known fans. I really thought I was a lone ranger out there. Just the only guy that ever listened to it. And the you two were just talking to me the whole time. I thought. <laughs> as flattered as we would be that you're the guy listening. Luckily it's more than just you. <laughs> it For feels our good. To, to hear the shovelo in I, person. I don't even listen. Yeah. <laughs> and to speak to a shovelo that we have a mutual respect for. Yeah, right. That's also, it's an honor for us. Yes, absolutely. Steven, I wanted to ask, we got to ask everybody, you listen to the show, you know this. What is your history with country music? I, I don't know, man. Listen to me. I feel like, uh, <laughs> country, yeah. yeah, I, I kind of have to, you know, I, when I started comedy in Kansas city, I used to dip. Uh, and I love country music. Like, I think I've just been a walking kind of stereotype my entire <laughs> your, life. Uh, you know, what was your dip? 
Oh, uh, for a while it was Grizzly Wintergreen and Copenhagen Wintergreen because they were cheap. Of course. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. uh, Wintergreen <laughs> really messes up your gums. I was talking with Tyler Walsh about this, and he was like, I love Wintergreen. And I was like, you're going to kill your gums. And he goes, I'm already, they're gone. They're already, they've evaporated. So I had to move. Mine's French onion. <laughs> <laughs> I had to move to uh, Grizzly Straight, and then I did that. I was like. I was a grizzly straight for about uh, two, three years, and I just quit. I'm done. I'm out of the game. Congratulations. Good, good. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good I, I'm, I'm recently uh, I'm six weeks off of smoking cigarettes. Wow. Uh, Congrats to both nice. of you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I wish yeah, I could yeah, say you yeah. look better, so, but I can't uh, see yeah. you at all. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I still look the same. I don't age. I've got a picture up in the fucking <laughs> attic uh, that's aging. That's begging for death. <laughs> you know, it's it wants to die. You guys don't know I'm 192 years old. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Where Where are you from originally? Uh, I grew up in Louisiana, so I grew up in like North Louisiana, which is the less fun part okay. of that state. <laughs> okay. Well, well that, that kind of makes sense for Turnpike Troubadours, right? Is that that's a little closer to Texas, right? A little closer to Arkansas. Well, they're, Oklahoma. they're Oklahoma, but the interesting they're thing Oklahoma. about them is they have two songs, which is how I kind of got vaguely into them, called Bozier and Shreveport. Man, the which are the two towns that I grew up in or Bossier city and Shreveport. And then I was like, well, who the hell is this band? And I looked it up and they were on Bossier city records. And I was like, what the fuck is going There's a Bossier city (laughs) records. So then I got like, I think they started Bossier city records. Didn't they? They might have. I haven't. Yeah. That's, that's I think that's their label. Really? Dude. That's why I got to get on it. I got to call somebody. I got (laughs) to, Gotta I got to record a special. Bozier it's Bozier City, City Records. Records. You know, if y'all don't know, yeah. right. the history of Bozier City and Shreveport is really interesting, even though the town is not. Like, the town sucks <laughs> now because everything is left. <laughs> but, like, uh, Johnny Cash and uh, Elvis Presley, you know, the, the Elvis has left the building. That comes from the Louisiana Hayride. Oh. Uh, Johnny Cash breaks at the Louisiana Hayride. And then who's the other? Uh, Hank Williams, like he can't get on at the Opry, so he's doing the Hayride. So that's in Shreveport, Louisiana. And you used to run a whole strip, uh, Highway 80, ran to downtown Shreveport into shit-ass Bossier City <laughs> down by the horse racing track. And it's a dra- it was like, it's two and a half miles of just honky-tonks and bars. If you talk to people who like were around in the 40s and 50s and 60s, strip clubs, bars, honky-tonks, all that stuff. And that's like before Nashville. Like that's like kind of when Nashville is bubbling up, you have the Opry and the Hayride. And then, uh, you know, Nashville was like, oh, this is good. And Shreveport crushes everything fun. And so they were like, (laughs) hey, the Bible Belt (laughs) was like, we can't do any more of this. And so it just left. And with it was any type of cool cultural history or ties or all of that. The Louisiana Hayride is gone now. And so- When I found Turnpike, it was just kind of like, wow, who the hell knows about Bozier City? And what I think it is, is they play, you know, 
Bozier Shreveport is the casino capital of the South. Mm. So it's, they call it Vegas South. And so I think they just like, you know, that was the degenerate place to go, which is wild to think about. Well, I mean, back on that. Not even that far from, well, a little far, but from Tupelo, Mississippi, you could have some fun down there too. Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) That's a big casino town and everything. But, oh, is it? I thought I thought you just had like a girlfriend down there that you went and saw every now and then. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you could, I know, you could swing on down to Tupelo. Oh, <laughs> tell, tell Lucy sent you, you know. And, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have any ladies in Tupelo. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me Danny's some gonna be yellow. Yeah. Y'all are going to take this pod and shove it on the road. And Danny's going to be like, no, 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 we got to be in Tupelo. We got to yeah. go to Tupelo. We well, we've done some fun live shows, but we've usually had a somewhat of a fan base set up. I don't know that anybody in Tupelo is listening, but we can ambush them. <laughs> we'll do a recording. I, I enjoy out. Tupelo. Well, I, I enjoy Louisiana so much too, but I have, I have never been to Shreveport. And, uh, but like, it's not like that anymore. Right. Is what you're saying. It's no longer honky tonks and, strip clubs it, it just got wiped out yeah i mean not really you know you could still find you know some cool things to do it's cooler than other parts of north louisiana which is like right. saying it's better than most of arkansas like it's just not uh, <laughs> it's not like a yeah in comparison to like new orleans it goes new orleans yeah baton rouge and then yeah. like off the screen uh yeah right. for three but yeah from what I gathered, the, the yeah. third best city in uh, New Orleans uh, or in Louisiana is uh, the set of the Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> the Raging Cajuns, baby. Yeah, they, yeah. That's how that's how good that's how good that movie was. Is that yeah. a university changed their mascot to the Raging Cajuns? <laughs> That came out of my 16th birthday. Mud dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You found found Turnpike. You were already a country fan before Turnpike, right? You were listening to who? I mean, I grew up on, you know, like 90s country. Like I was talking about this the other day. Is like Toby Keith pre-9-11 is a nonstop hit machine. Like he is just like. He's got the hooks for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're fun and they're catchy and they're not like Mm -hmm. super hokey. Yeah. Um, I grew up like my my grandmother loved like Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and uh, John Anderson. John Anderson has like a deep place in my heart. I love a kitschy hokey fun country song that isn't about a truck or you know like i just i want it to have some kind Mm -hmm. of substance behind it and anderson he's kind of like uh prine in that way where the songs that he hits you're like these are funny and interesting and weird and goofy and why does your voice sound like that like he does have a crazy it's like higher than it feels like it should be (laughs) it's higher but it's like it's like he's sucking in as he's singing just swinging like he like he really no yeah Yeah, come on i'm i'm sitting on the porch you're like dude what are you okay how are you getting paid for this (laughs) but yeah i grew up on all 90s country and then i you know i kind of stopped for a little bit in college i think you know that that seems to be a common occurrence like it was just i couldn't find anything that really fit jamie johnson i kind of liked him for a little bit 
And then Chris Stapleton did that performance with Justin Timberlake at the CMA Awards, that Tennessee Whiskey. Uh-huh. And it was the first time I had seen anything come out of country music that I was like vaguely interested in recently. I was just like, wow, what a good show. Mm-hmm. Downloaded Traveler, listened to that whole album, became yeah. obsessed because I was moving to Kansas City as it was coming out. And like, yeah. I don't know, it was just a good album. And then I got introduced to Sturgill, who I was like, okay, this is definitely it. But I like kind of this newer country sound. You know, I liked uh, Sailor's Guide to Earth and I liked traveler which are kind of poppier not poppier but like big band style country like nothing really stripped back yeah there's more like right what's the word i want to say because it's not like nashville production or like wallace sound right there's a lot of instrumentation there's a lot of instrumentation yeah 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 and then uh my buddy was like dude you're from bozier and i was like yeah he's like you got to check out turnpike and at that time i was not listening to a bunch of singer songwriter i wasn't listening to like really traditional outlaw country. Mm-hmm. And it just, as soon as it hit, I was like, Oh shit, I might be in love with this band. Right. So like I might, this might be, you know, a, a thing for me. And then after that, that just kind of opened the floodgate. Now, I mean, 90% of what I listen to is either very aggressively obscure hip hop or like incredibly <laughs> sad honky tonk. <laughs> just like it's, I have no, yeah. no difference here. <laughs> yeah. That's great. No, but that's great. That's awesome. And that's a good like journey to go through. If you look at my Spotify, it's like 85% like really intense punk rock and then a bunch of country. And then, like, I have a whole Erica Baidu playlist. You know, it's like, right. what, like, like, just like you can't, you can't pin me yeah. down. Except, but I, I right. just want to. You, you gotta know. have the other thing that's totally yeah. different. Like, for I'm yeah. listening to a lot of Metallica and Iron Maiden, and then <laughs> a bunch yeah. of John Bryan and Towns Van Zandt. Exactly. It would also be insane. It would be so insane if y'all ran this podcast and then in your free time, we're also like, all we listen to is country music. That's all we actually, yeah, we yeah, actually yeah, don't yeah, yeah. enjoy anything else. We just, we live <laughs> for this podcast. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would, that would be insane. Yeah. Like punk and hardcore. I didn't get super into, uh, cause I was a Christian and we had metal. Uh, for a yep. little bit, that was like our we had good <laughs> exactly. Christian we had, metal. We had Striper, we had uh, Stri- yep, uh-huh. uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, oh uh, yeah, we uh, had the hardcore <laughs> bands and the yeah, yeah. Uh, he is legend. Un- oh God, Norma yeah, we Jean. A, we Norma could keep Jean. doing this oh, for the Jean. next. Yeah, yeah. This, this this could be the rest of the podcast. Norma Jean's great, but I didn't get super into punk until. I discovered Idols uh, this year. Which Idols like, rules. You know, yeah. Punk hardcore. And uh, <laughs> who's here? Is somebody in my house? Oh, hey, what's up, babe? Um, <laughs> somebody in my house? Oh, what's up, babe? <laughs> I, uh, but I, I found Idols, and then I got, like, pretty obsessed. I do this thing where I get, like, Dude, I get on a tear. The first album I ever listened to was Frampton Comes Alive. Uh, oh, and I, yeah. my, my dad had that on tape. Yeah. And I would stay with him on the weekends. And every weekend it was like, buddy, you're only listening to one record this weekend. <laughs> like, you're not turning it off. And yeah. I still yeah. get that way where if I find something I like, like I will run it into the ground. And so I did that with Idols. And then uh, I started to 
dabble in other punk music, but then I found Drive By Truckers. Yeah. They're how I got into punk music. They had this song called Sinkhole that's like mm-hmm. very punk rock mm, yes. and just something kind of clicked. And now, you know, you'll have to send me your playlist because I've got a few, I've got a few working yeah. on that as well. Drive by truckers but, is like a I think a good segue, like also into just uh, you know, talking about turnpike uh, troubadours. Cause like there's some similarities they, for sure. There's some yeah. similarities for sure. Cause like I'm coming in like kind of as a novice here to be honest, uh, with Turnpike. Like, I had heard about them, but never listened to them. But I really like their sound. They've got, like, a lot of, like, sort of other bands that use punk and country and blend it in a good way, like Lucero, like, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, old 97s. Um, yeah. And, and I think we're going to definitely have to talk about whatever stylings they incorporate. Cause I, I thought the same thing. I thought those bands, I, f- I found some early Steve Earl sound is in there. Even like mm-hmm. some, sort of Skinnerd sometimes pops oh, yeah. up in mm-hmm. some of that, like Southern classic rock. They also remind me of little bit of like, you know, not so much musically, but in the way that they like arrange their songs in the, the band, the band, the band. You yeah. Know? I have that. Yes. Written down. Yes. Yeah. Because some songs are just going to randomly have an amazing harmonica solo. And it's going to have like this great fucking fiddle part, but like not everyone has that. Right. You know? Sometimes there's they, accordion in it yeah. too, which I always love when there's accordion pops up in music. Yeah. yeah you like seem like a very obscure instrument type. You play the banjo. I feel like you love the accordion. <laughs> my favorite actual band is they might be giant. So accordion has. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, we were at the show. Somebody pulled out a melodica. Shit got fucking crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> Dude, Dolly Parton played the pan flute. Shut it down. Dolly Parton played the pan flute. And it seems like all the edges of the world got smoother and <laughs> I saw all the colors and <laughs> but I love man that accordion dude that's like it's the first thing that flashed me back to because when I heard Bozier City or Shreveport is like record t- like track titles I was like all right we'll see about this but that accordion dude is straight Zydeco and yeah. like they hit it perfectly yeah. like it, it feels like every time i listen to some of their songs it feels like i met we had the red river revel festival in shreveport where you would just eat crawfish and Ooh. drink beer and that's God immediately damn. what it takes me back to every time like it's, when does that happen yeah because <laughs> i'm yeah, working yeah, on my avails right now so i gotta make sure i can make sure <laughs> the tour is based on <laughs> crawfish availability look yeah. the good news is they do it in the fall and they do it in the spring so uh you guys you can come <laughs> back around hell yeah <laughs> yeah so the song that we're going to add to our ongoing public playlist is going to be good lord lori I wanted to ask, is that 
one of the first songs that you found or how, how were you first introduced to him? Was it the song Bozier City or a specific album or what's the deal? So I got introduced to Bozier City and Shreveport, which are on two different albums, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of a, a coincidence thing. And then I went through their first record, which is Diamonds and Gasoline, yeah. which is an unreal first record. Sing- like so I good. went back through it recently yeah. and it's like, oh, there's not a skip on here. And I don't know, man. Good Lord Lori just always sticks with me. There's something about a song that gets kind of specific and still plays vague enough to where everybody can kind of find something. And it just like they have so many lines in there that I'm like, whether I'm in a relationship or going through a breakup or am being a total degenerate, it's like it's got these things that kind of stick with me. Yeah. Every time. And so I find my when you were asking me, hey, what's your favorite song? It took me a while. But I think I, that one's got so many quotable lines and it's just it's it's a hit. You know, it just yeah. you want to dance to it. You want a big hook. It's one of the songs that reminds me of the band a lot. Also, yes, just yeah. a big compliment. It's got kind of that the weight feel to it a little bit. And yeah. The way the chorus goes. Take a load up. You listen to it the first time. I was listening to the weight the other day, and uh, you're like, "What exactly? Okay, how does this song? What's it about? Like, you have yeah. to really kind of start yeah. paying because they write it. Yeah, just I don't know. I just think it's really well written. Well, that's one of the I, things I agree with about yeah. uh, Turnpike too is that they uh, admit they kind of have created like a their own little musical universe. They have a yeah. lot of recurring characters. Um, they, Very hold steady esque. Yes, and, in a and southern also, way. Yes, in a very southern way. But like at the same time, like they they say they write it from like an autobiographical like standpoint, but they have these characters in mind the the entire time, and so it's like just tuning into. You know, we are all multitudes, you know what I mean? So why can't you right. write autobiographically in multitudes? Why can't you do that? Right. In character. Doing yeah, that. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when you talk about like, uh, like the Seinfeld, like writer's room, them saying like, hey, bring whatever insane stories you have in your life, in New York, in comedy, in whatever, bring it to the writer's room. Yeah. And then let's see where we can take this and where it can go. And that's what it feels like. You know, when, when they write, uh, you know, there are some lines where you're like, oh, you obviously were like sitting in a hallway <laughs> right. uh, with the light shining behind you. And your girlfriend is telling you to go fuck yourself because you're a drunk <laughs> asshole. And then you're like, yeah, I think we're just going to say Todd did that one. I think we're going to put that on the <laughs> And I think that's going to be, yeah, it's Todd and Lori. It's not Evan and Miranda Lambert. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Blame it on Todd, you know? It's <laughs> such a Todd move. Yeah, super Todd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're totally right. Like, just looking at the lyrics now, um, there's a few lines that stick out to me as I just read through it. I remember from hearing in the song, but one is, Lori's got a buddy with a double wide trailer. They were shaking dominoes and those are just little details. It doesn't even mention, Mm -hmm. you know, like size or color or anything, but those are just two very specific things that if you know them, 
you've seen them, been inside one, played the game. It's like, you know, that kind of person, you know yes. what I mean? And yep. you can, like, it just paints a complete picture, even though it's really only two details. And that's kind of the perfect amount of like detail in a song like that, right? Where it doesn't exhaust itself with the details, but it's also not so vague that it is, I don't know, like a pop hit or whatever. Right. He, there's one line in there where he goes, uh, uh, your brother said, if I ever step foot in Sevier County, your brother said he break my jaw. Yeah. <laughs> and here I stand with the dark haired daughter of Southwest Arkansas. And I've been on the road doing comedy. And anytime I go into Oklahoma, I'm like, holy shit, there's Sevier County. Like you're yeah. like, Oh, this yeah. is, and it's like, but it didn't, it never, I never needed that for the song to work. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it happened the same way. Like, uh, Jason Isbell has a song about Percy Preaks breaking open wide and cover me up. And I didn't know what the hell that meant. I just, I had no clue. And then I was driving through yeah. Tennessee and saw a dam and was like, Oh, you know, it's just these little things that like yeah. put you in the song without you needing to really understand what it is. And it's just good. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they write very, what's, what would I say? The, like a literative device or, or something, you know, it's, it's very like storybook. So, and then like, you know, right. So I get what you're saying. It's like, you know, reading, I don't know. I mean, most people don't think I know how to, but like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I both raise our hands. <laughs> yeah. You, you said that with the confidence of somebody who can't read. You know, like, some, some people, some people, some people don't think. Some people Listen, teachers, I don't know how to read. Uh, say that I can't. <laughs> Doc, <laughs> doctors. Come on, don't poke the bear. You know? <laughs> hey, listen, you motherfuckers. I don't know how to read it, but I know how to fucking cash checks. All right? So, that's all I know. It's- I can't sign my name on them, but I know how to cash it. <laughs> They're all just signed X. X, I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Danny dips his whole hand in ink and just slaps it on a tray. <laughs> it's a fingerprint. Yeah. He's just putting his fingerprint on there. Here we go. Take it down to the jail if you don't believe me. <laughs> Have them run it. They'll tell you. They know me. They know me there. Oh, is that is that the mop head? Oh, I'd know that fingerprint anywhere. <laughs> What's he doing here? It's not even Friday night yet. We haven't had to. <laughs> it's not even Friday night. Somebody's on a three day weekend. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Sorry, no, but Dan, like, I feel uh, like you were trying to make an eloquent point, and we. <laughs> And you guys just jumped on my ass like a dirty dog. (laughs) Y'all done did it, but that's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. I like, you know, you got to be smart to play dumb. And uh, that's why I'm so good at it. Uh, But what I was, is like, they, they do do it like storybook style. Like they, it's the specific, like the specific, oh God, now I can't say the fucking word. Wait a goddamn it, you guys! Uh, <laughs> this has nothing to do with reading, for the record. <laughs> I know, I know, but just the irony. Of, I know. I, I imagine. I imagine that Danny's like reading this on a screen. He's already no. got this whole thing mapped out, planned out. Yeah. Specific- <laughs> yeah. Specificity. 
Did I get it? <laughs> That's it. Hey, we got the horn hog for it too. Thank God, I nailed it. Uh, of 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 those things, yeah, that do bring you into the yeah. situation and into uh, you know, like the same way, like if you're reading a novel, then you are a, potentially trying to go to another place. It's it's a distraction. It's fiction, you know, mm-hmm. and take you to another world. And they they do a good job of that. And yeah. it's crazy to think of them being kind of young players that are so smart and literate and uh, elegant. They've, they've lived enough life that they can right. pick out the – they can. it's like the old Hemingway iceberg idea where they can say something yeah. simple, but there's like so much underneath those words that have a lot of weight and have a lot of yes. meaning. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that. I understand that reference just – so everyone knows that. And I Whispers. I don't because I can't fucking read. Yeah. I, can't, I can't read. I don't know how to read. Danny's ah. eating at the Hemingway's Bar and Grill inside Bass Pro in Springfield. <laughs> Reading the memorial plaques going, oh, I'm going to need to know this information one day. Wait, is that true? Is there a yeah, it's, Hemingway's yeah, the, Bar and Grill in a Bass one, Pro one shops? Of, one of the restaurants in my hometown's Bass Pro, the original Bass Pro, I might add, is <laughs> Hemingway's Bar and Grill. And it's a vague, it's, I think, actually directly Hemingway themed, even though he has nothing to do with Missouri at all. He's a very uh, Illinois Brett, guy. He's Chicago. Dude, we have, yeah. in, in Kansas City, we have a Hemingway room, which is just like, uh, it's where there's a new comedy theater that's being put in there, but it's, Really? There's Hemingway murals all over this one building in downtown Kansas City. Why not Mark Twain? The first stand-up comedian and Missouri's greatest author. America's greatest author. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yes. (sighs) (laughs) You'd agree. That's one thing. He loved loved Twain, and he hated everyone else. I was going to say, he hated himself. Well, yeah, because oh, like, what did he do? He went to Cuba and shot himself? I was about to say, yeah, how did that story <laughs> end? What was the... <laughs> he was exiled out from Cuba, and then he shot himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey guys, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We call that a gun in the first act. Yeah, <laughs> we right. call that... Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. See, look at how smart we got. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh man! Well, I wanted to say, uh, since we're talking about lyrics and stuff, and you mentioned the storybook quality of some of these songs, Lori is a recurring character. And I like that we picked this song from Turnpike because I think it's a great introduction to Turnpike just musically, but also it introduces us to a consistent character in their world. And she is maybe the most consistent recurring character. Um, she also shows up in the songs, The Mercury. Lloyd laughs like she just don't care. Got a red bandana and a raven hair. Sitting in the corner at the Mercury. Cowboy killers in a plain white tee. And back before the glass. And the house fire. I remember smelling smoke. I woke up, I was choking. Lori grabbed the baby and we made it safe outside. She never missed a note. Took a breath and cleared her throat and wrapped him in a car coat she found out in my ride. And one YouTuber claimed, and I 
I mean, this is, I love that she did it, but one YouTuber like made a video where she suggests that Lori is actually in 20 different Turnpike songs, though she's only mentioned by name in three of them. And so she's really <laughs> digging deep, but wow. Yeah. That's a super fan. fan. That's a- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's got a, she's got a board of string and stuff going on, but yeah. With yeah. Miranda Lambert's face on her poster wall, <laughs> just carved out. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to explain that for the people that don't know. Dude, that was so, uh, Evan Felker, the lead singer of Turnpike kind of has the same, you know, substance abuse problems that everybody has. And he, uh, he was dating Miranda Lambert for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that was like really cool. Dude, they were a low key band. And then now he's dating this massive, you know, you're like, Oh, maybe Turnpike is going to really pick it up here. And then I don't know what happened. I don't care, but it, she broke little Evan's heart. And then he went off the fucking wagon. He went Ooh, like, hard. just, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, the saddest part about Turnpike was kind of that. Like I watched a video of them at Austin city limits and you're watching Evan play and he sounds perfect. He's playing perfect, but he's got a thousand yard stare and you're like, God, why does he look like he wants to eat my skin? And you're like, Oh, (laughs) like he's just, he's staring, you know, he's just kind of like big eyed and he's like, and you're thinking you're like, Oh, I've been drunk, but also needed to perform. Right. right. And so the yeah. only two things he can think about are singing and playing and eye contact is off the tape. Like he's not, right. he's not thinking about how he looks. Uh-huh. And so then I know they took a hiatus. Like he was off for like two years trying yeah. to recover and get back together. Yeah. And they just went on their reunion tour. Like, they timed that pretty year. well yeah. too, because it was like right around COVID. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they yeah. took a hiatus like a year before. COVID, but like, yeah, hey, started, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good job on them. It's like, we, yeah, it wasn't a forced hiatus, like it was for right. all of us or, you know, most other performers or anything. Yeah, it was really good to get to see them when they came back on tour. You know, it felt like uh, seeing Jason Isbell go solo, like, and yeah. kind of do his own thing and mm-hmm. be, you know, it just felt like, oh, this is this is right. And I'm glad they're doing it the right way. And God damn, that show was fun. Like yeah, there, nice. you're not no thousand yard stairs there. He still can't look at you. I mean, he's still a robot, you know, for a guy who writes with <laughs> such emotion, uh-huh. yeah. he just, I mean, he doesn't express it, but it was, it was cool. Well, I mean, Super how did cool. that's, that's what it feels like to be like a live performer. And I think in any profession or anything like that too, like we had to take our time off. Right. But like, you remember, like, I don't know, your first set back, you were nervous, you know, your fourth set back, you were finally getting the groove. And then your 10th set, you're like, fucking, let's go. You know, you're like, I'm ready for another right. COVID. I can't do yeah, this yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. I was just I'll like, hell yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Inside of you are two wolves, and one wants to yeah. quit comedy at all times, and yeah. one and the is other needs really comedy good. to stay alive. Yeah, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Stop staring in my brain. <laughs> I just know you, man. Uh, so, Steve, yeah, so. I'm sure the show is great. What's, I mean, what's the, like the vibe at that show? Is it really rowdy or what's, what's going on there? Dude, it was the whole place ran out of beer. The amphitheater 
ran out of beer. I think they had plenty of wine, left, but it was all beer drinkers, shit stompers. Uh, we were all nobody. Yeah, nobody was pissing in the bathrooms. We were all just like off the side. Like everybody, I love that the band got sober and the fans were like, "Let's fucking turn it to twelve. Yeah, we'll Let's, pick it up where you left we'll off." It did. It honestly, it honest to God felt like a celebration. You know, there's a, a, a Isbel does that cover me up track yeah. uh, and it's on YouTube. It's live. And when he says, you know, got sober, swore off that stuff forever this time, the crowd like yells. Mm-hmm. And every time that happens, I cry because I listen to Frampton comes alive every day for <laughs> 10 years. So live music really <laughs> affects me. Yeah. But that's what that vibe was in that room was or in that field. I don't know. In that amphitheater yeah. was. uh <laughs> Like people were just stoked to have your people back. You know, they write stories and you, you know, they set such a good scene that you're like, Oh, am I friends with them? Like, did we play dominoes? Like sometimes you yeah. get that vibe. And so I think everybody there was just like, yeah, tying one off to celebrate <laughs> a, a person making it through. So yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, I did not know about like any of these substance abuse problems or anything like that with anyone in the band. Because uh, I, you know, I'm like I said, like I, I probably started listening to them about a week ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> not gonna lie about that, you know. Tyler, uh, did you know him before this? Because I had been like, I, I did, but I'd never done just like a real like thoughtful listen. Like they've shown up on playlist, you know, or like when you let Spotify just keep running when an album is done. Uh, right. So a lot of stuff on their newest album, I realized had come up as like a recommended song. So I like, I knew that I liked them, but I had never just taken the time to like do a close listen and listen to all four albums that are out. And yeah, I mean, I had a great time with it. It was a lot more, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we, we got to talk about whatever Red Dirt Country is, but I'll say I enjoy yeah. it a lot. And it was more diverse. Like the sound varied mm-hmm. more than I expected. Right. Yeah. Well, that is probably a good thing. I kind of forgot about that. In college, my girlfriend was big into Texas country. So she loved uh, Josh Abbott Band and Casey Donahue Band, Randy Rogers Band. I just realized all Texas country is just, just a, a, a first name, first a last name, and a band. The Stoney LaRue Band. Hell, I never noticed it. The Dale Grimble Experience. Yeah. Yeah, the Dale Grimble Experience is my favorite. Dale Watson and his troubadours. And you're like, okay, (laughs) Texas country. I got like kind of into, Mm -hmm. but it's Texas. You've got Nashville country. And then I think you have Texas country, which is kind of like if red dirt and Nashville came together and then you've got red dirt and outlaw, which are kind of how I break down my little sphere. The subgenres, Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of got into Texas country. It was my first, like, taste of like oh i kind of like country again yeah and then stapleton and all that and it leads me down into yeah you know, where I mean, i'm at there's, now but there's still some good uh texas country coming out right now uh oh yeah you know technically like charlie crockett is fantastic yeah. Yeah. i think and uh there's a bunch of others well i was just gonna say i define red dirt as acoustic guitar fiddle and like a uh a, a mix of like bakersfield sound 
Yeah. Like it's a mix of like California and Texas country. Okay. I feel like it's a uh, waltzy, slower yeah. bluegrass. I like okay. that. That's, that's yeah. how I think of it. Cause it's got all the same stuff. It's got all the same instrumentation. Um, and, and it's got a swing to it, but it's not like fucking blazing fast and screaming at the moon like bluegrass right. can be sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Turnpike is considered one of the current torchbearers of Red Dirt Country. And part of it is they're just from Oklahoma. And that's an honorary title, right? If you're from Oklahoma, you're you're kind of Red Dirt. But yeah, I'm glad you guys said that because that I, I agree with both of those things. And I did a lot of research trying to figure out what if I could pin down what red dirt is. And I think sonically, people have been saying it's all over the place. So like everything you've said is right. People have also said it's like if outlaw country, it's like outlaw country if the rock in outlaw country was indie rock instead of, <laughs> instead of plastic rock. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, like people said that yeah. uh, other people said it's country music with attitude. But I think the closest thing I found is that like, it's, I hate to say it like this cause it sounds so dumb, but like, it's kind of like a vibe. It's like a vibe of authenticity. Like it's yes. red dirt country is striving for an authenticity that doesn't exist in other areas of music and it tries to incorporate like rock and folk influence in a way that like Bob Childers did or like Woody Guthrie did. It's like trying to be the spiritual successor to that music in its, I don't know, lyrical pursuits because musically it's, it's a bit, it's a bit wild, but yeah, there's usually like fiddle or some sort of like, <laughs> there's a drip of bluegrass in it or something somewhere. Yeah. So what do you got? I don't know. I just threw all that out there, but how do you feel about that? Does that mesh with what you think or? I think that's, I think it's right, right down. The only thing I don't like is country with an attitude. Cause that feels like a, uh, like a Luke, a Luke Combs concert tour. It feels <laughs> yeah, like. It's, it's with an attitude. Yeah. But I do, I do think it's like authenticity. I think that's what's always you know, brought me into Turnpike. It's the same thing that I liked about Chris Stapleton's Traveler album is you listen to it and you just go, man, this guy's been on the road, right? Like he, these are stories that he obviously is feeling and cares about. Um, And the way I do comedy is pretty similar, you know, like that's just my taste. Like the things that I like are a little bit more centered in reality and then just twisted and turned to make into something really interesting or intri- or captivating, I guess is what I should say. Because yeah. when I, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's authenticity is like the make or break piece for any of that. Yeah. I think it's what I don't love about Texas country sometimes is that Texas country can be a little poppy. It can be a little yeah. like, you know, every, every man type thing. And uh, yeah. I just, I, I like that. Yeah. I like yeah, the red I agree with you. cup and the nonsense. A lot, a lot of the like, Right. Where, where music, where like, if you removed the lyrics, it would have just as much lyrical impact, you know? Well, it it makes sense to me too, though, because like, if they, you know, are saying they're from Oklahoma, I mean, that's like the middle of the country. Like that's right there. Smack dab, you know? And I think some of that influence goes way, way back in the fact of like, even like manifest destiny shit, you know, like, 
so many different people came into this one middle part of the country trying to find the West and somehow. And so you had a lot of different musical influences coming together. And I think that's a centerpiece of what like Red Dirt could be. Because, or or it is. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people will think of Red Dirt Country as just thinking about that fucking like Brooks and Dunn song, like Red Dirt Road. It's like, Red no, right. that's not what it means. That's not what it means. Which, you know, which may yeah. be the least Red Dirt Country song <laughs> of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like the app. If, yeah. if you want to find the antithesis of Red Dirt Country, check out Red Dirt Road. <laughs> this is <not laughs> so, yeah, so crazy, well right? <laughs> but they're, yeah. So they're, they're kind of the guys for that. And I was looking up like some, like, there's a lot of festivals that are like Red Dirt and barbecue festival and stuff like that and they're a band that is always showing up on those lineups alongside folks like caitlin butts and charlie crockett and you know a lot of oklahoma texas people so there's like a shared thing there and then i read something that like texas red dirt's its own thing but i we're not gonna (laughs) bother with any of that texas has been trying to be its own thing for fucking (laughs) since the beginning yeah (laughs) Uh, remember the alamo you know what i mean so like Uh it's (laughs) but hold on we're texas We're the size of Japan. <laughs> oh, is that true? I don't know. I don't know. I just made that up. But it it's, sounds true. Surely. <laughs> it's bigger than Germany. Yeah. Is it? And Texas would say better than Germany. Well, one of them did not try to fight the world. The other one just tried to fight another country. So yeah. <laughs> Their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Germany is no longer printing bumper stickers that say "Don't mess with Germany," though. So they've learned. Their- <laughs> <laughs> they <learned> their- <laughs> yeah, from about 1914 to about 1946, those bumper stickers were the hottest things you could get in Germany. You could put them <laughs> put them on your BMW. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think uh, uh, if. If we workshop a bit, what's the German version of Bucky's? What's the <laughs> Oh god damn it, I love Bucky's so much. That is well, I, I, I can't even Bucky's. do a German accent. It's gonna turn Russian or vaguely yeah. Italian Bucky. really oh. quickly. Bucky's <laughs> da- da- It just da- called Das Bucky's. Das Bucky's <laughs> Das Bucky's <laughs> <laughs> But there's well, a new lot over the U for Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our Bucky, the Texas Bucky's is like a youthful Bucky. He's like got a baseball cap and a, and a, and a little T-shirt. And the yeah. German Bucky's is in uniform. He's, right, yeah. He, t- he talks like Werner Herzog, and he's like, We have drained the earth of all of its resources so you can power your cars. <laughs> There's no turning back from these points. Just a little kid putting a nickel into the little Bucky's, and he's like, yeah. uh, Das Bucky's, hello. That's right. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. We have That's over good 100 point. pumps, so you have to, <laughs> to drive into the nothing. Is this parking lot used to be a field of flowers? Now it is only concrete. <laughs> <laughs> This is the second best thing. 
<laughs> Bucky's, and I'll say it forever. I'll say it forever. Bucky's is, uh, and I've had a lot of these brisket sandwiches, you know, that this great nation will give you. Uh, Bucky's <laughs> has my favorite fucking brisket sandwich I've ever had in my life. A gas station brisket sandwich. I never knew it was going to blow Danny, my let- mind. Let me know when you want to headline Kansas City, and I'll oh, bring you oh, down. But anytime, can... <laughs> anytime. I told Danny about this too. I was like, "We got to go to Gates, or really, you got to yeah. show us around." Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm look. Just we'll do a knucklehead show. We could do it. We can. We can make something work. We'll figure it out. <laughs> well, all, hey, yeah, I, I'm totally down <laughs> and happy to do so. But I, I, I think you guys are throwing shade on this Bucky's brisket sandwich. It fucking ruled. <laughs> well, Stephen, I like what you said earlier about. Well, I, I, I like it whenever we kind of accidentally bring comedy up. You know, it, it, as a parallel to what's going on when we're talking about country music, because of course we're mostly interviewing comedians on the program, and I think that you and me and Danny have a thing in common where we're all pretty silly, but we also are all storytellers. Like we're not really doing like absurdist bits. We're not really doing like ironic bits. And I think that may be why we all kind of like country music that, you know, it's also, it's like telling a story we can like really sink our teeth into and we can, that can kind of like ground us as opposed to, I don't know some other type of more fantastical. I think I just like something that like immediately just kind of grabs you. And sometimes there's some absurdist stuff that can do that. I just don't have the ability to do it. And so the only two things I can (laughs) use are either politics or my Uh emotional well-being and (laughs) politics sucks. So I always end up with like these, you know, shame I think is my favorite thing to talk about. And it seems like in a lot of turnpike songs that shame is kind of that it's the, it's the nut, you know, in the shell of the song. Like it's just songs about like, you know, either redemption or shame in a lot of, we talked about this on our, on our Zach Bryan episode also, which of course, Zach turnpike is his favorite band according to him. And he has a lot of songs about like shame and redemption as well. And I think that that is a very Southern and Midwestern thing. And Oklahoma is kind of right where the South meets the right. (laughs) So it makes perfect sense that these two acts are digging in deep into just how good shame can be for you artistically, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, God damn it. If you don't look in the mirror, where are you going to like fucking find your stories? Yeah. Sometimes you got to like look in the mirror and be like, what the fuck did you do today? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and then you got to look in the mirror and be like, look at what you fucking did today. You know? And do you both. know, there are going to be other people you know? who are like, Oh, why the fuck did you do that? And just by yeah. saying that either, either in a song or in a set, you know, you might, it might just like awaken somebody. Oh, that's why that person's an idiot, you know, they're just, they, you know, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. I think it just answers a lot of questions. No. And it's, it's been, like you said, Tyler, it's just good storytelling and like people, you know, no, everybody knows that nobody's perfect. Right. And so that is like one of the most important things to me, I think in storytelling and joke writing is that showing yourself to other people and having them see themselves in it. And that they do a very good job of that. Yeah. I mean, they're singing about other characters and their own experiences and maybe a state you've just passed through, but you definitely are like, yeah, I, or may at least 
if you've lived in the Midwest or the South, you can be like, well, I've, I've known a guy like that. I've been that person for a minute. I can relate to that mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah, for sure. And when that confluence happens, you know what I mean? Between like an audience and an artist, it can be yeah. pretty magical stuff, even if it's simple. That was my highfalutin talk. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> $10 word right there. <laughs> Steven, we'll do Rex here pretty shortly. Some other songs you'd recommend to new listeners. But I wanted to kind of lay out the album timeline for people that might be new to Turnpike. So they released an album that's pretty much impossible to find called Bozier City. Mom, don't know murder. That's what he'd always say. He's gone down to Bozier City. In 2005 and they released it only to have something to sell at shows because they started in 2005 and the band and uh including the lead singer basically said that that album really does, didn't represent what we would become shortly after we recorded it and it's pretty much scrubbed from everywhere but they did record a couple re-record a couple songs from it um for their 2015 album the turnpike troubadours but their like official releases are 2010's diamonds and gasoline 2012's goodbye normal street 2015's the turnpike troubadours and 2017's a long way from your heart and i wanted to ask you because Danny and I are still somewhat new to these albums in their entirety. Do you have like a favorite or like a great starting point or have you noticed like an evolution as these albums have, you know, been released? Yeah, you can, to me, I can tell like uh, from the first two, it's hard to differentiate between like, Oh, what song is on what album. Right. But (laughs) the second two, I know pretty immediately, Oh, this is from the most recent one or, Oh, it's from, uh, like bird hunters is like, it's such a change from how they sounded before. Baby, if you need me, I'll be where you found me. Go on to hell, honey, I'm headed home. But dude, for me, it's like that first album is so hard to beat as yeah. far as like, <clears throat> I mean, every song on it has a very strong merit. Goodbye. Normal street is really good. But I think I've got like two or three of my favorite Turnpike songs are from their most recent album, the one before, right before their hiatus with like yeah. House Fire and Pay No Rent and all that. Like, it's just, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, going through their albums yeah. step by step. Yeah. Well, and they're a good album band. Right. Yeah, like, they are. It, Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, they're, they're clearly not, just not singles. They're not gunning for the single is what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're doing necessarily a concept album, but the whole, the whole project is solid. Like I didn't really find any skips as I was going through it, you know, and when I would re-listen, you know, at no point was I like bored or disappointed with a song and there's definitely like highs on each album, but I don't know that any highs outweigh other albums for me. Like each album has really consistent peaks. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Did we find anything for uh, Smothered and Covered? I found a few things. Let's move into Smothered and Covered. What are the covers (laughs) of this song? Well, let me tell you, there's not many, and they're by people that you have not heard of. But let's (laughs) let's lay them out there for you. So, again, Song of the Week is Good, Lord, Lori. And a few people have covered this song. You know, they're not very well-known artists. And frankly, the recordings are not particularly good. But I think that goes to show just how, of all the 
Turnpike songs, this one in particular really resonates with people because people are covering it. They're doing recorded covers of it. So there's a (laughs) band called the Cole Trains. Uh, (laughs) God. Oh, my God. No, here's the thing. It's not C-O-A-L. That would make more sense. The Cole Trains, but it's the name Cole and then Trains, plural. So... (laughs) Jesus I hate Christ. it. What I hope yeah. the, I hope the cover is great. The cover and it better be four dudes named Cole. I hope who so. all just love. We're all having music. sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to happen at a Coltrane show? <laughs> that crowd gets rowdy. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. But yeah. It's it's you know it's fine. It doesn't it's not like they butcher it but you know it's just kind of whatever it's pretty lo-fi it is a live recording though uh so there's that there's someone else named forest maddox which sounds like a character from a hemingway book and that uh they do a (laughs) cover and then there's a a, i think it's a man i think it's not a group i think it's just a guy but his name is daniels on the rocks what the Like Jack Daniels, okay. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, I've got I've got two questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, go for it. And the main one is why do you think it's only one person? Like I want to know what your have, <laughs> is it just yeah, the song yeah. is just an acoustic guitar and one person? Yeah. So the album cover, it's from an EP called Penny Pincher. And the picture is just <laughs> You should, if you have Spotify pulled up, you should look at it real quick. <laughs> All right, let me see. <laughs> Daniel's on the rocks. The EP is Penny Pincher. Uh, oh God, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my wait, God! Wait, I, and I, wait. I don't mean to be too rude to this artist because clearly he's got great taste in music, but this album cover implies that this person does not know other people. <laughs> That's. <what I> mean. <laughs> Uh, oh wow what if this is one of the directors daniels who just won i know that's what it's for (laughs) (laughs) this is their extremely (laughs) unsuccessful side project (laughs) why am i having so much trouble i I, I can't find this album cover well danny you got to be able to read first you got to be able to see (laughs) i am writing the name down in a notebook and expecting it to change (laughs) (laughs) No analog, baby. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, that's the that's the final cover of Good Lord Lori that I could find. So anyway, good for these guys who are having great taste in music and best of luck on their music careers. Hope y'all are having fun out there. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> let's let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk. Let's talk recommendations. Of course, we will list these um, in the description of the podcast episode. There will also be a link to our ongoing public playlist, which now has fifty-two songs on it, including "Good Lord Lori." And uh, what what would you add to this list for new for new listeners of Turnpike? If you can give us just a handful of songs, uh, I think if you're trying to get into Turnpike, or if you just want to see kind of what they're about, Seven and Seven or Long Hot Summer Day are kind of like uh, what does Tyler always yeah. say? Boot stompers? Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. it? Shit kickers? Stompers. They're like Hard burners. They're yeah. they've really got a 1968 is a deeper cut that I don't think a lot of people listen to. 
but that's a song that kind of like the weight, like I play through that song a bunch of different ways where I'm like, man, it, it takes a different meaning every time I listen to it. And um, to me, it's like revolution is kind of coming back into America. And it's like, Oh, isn't that fun that we're finally giving a fuck again, but I take it different ways every time. And then won't be the other one. Probably pay no rent. Pay no rent is great. Like, yeah, I think pay no rent is just such a, uh, I think everybody can kind of relate to it and it's not as much of a, you know, playing at a honky tonk. It's one of their, you know, better ballads that they just kind of bring you along with. And so I think those would be my big few. And Bozier and Treeport. Bozier City and Treeport. You got to. Great racks. Danny, you want to go next or do you want me to throw Yeah, I'm going to second pay no rent, seven and seven, long Mm -hmm. summer day. But also, I would like to say Jen Smoke Lies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a real good one I liked. Uh, Whole Damn Town. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pay No Rent's probably my favorite of all the whole list, but I also really enjoyed Tornado Warning. Very, very Oklahoma song at Tornado Warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, just a great band, and you've gotten to see them live, so I'm very jealous because the one thing I will say about them, uh, after watching, like, some of the Austin City Limits stuff, some live recordings on YouTube or anything, they seem like you would get your fucking money's worth. And there's nothing better than that out of a, a live act, you know? <laughs> and yeah. Right. I, I, I love nothing more than a band that doesn't call. <laughs> they, don't, they don't do banter. Like, they're just here for the show. Yeah. I saw Sturgill in Chicago. He played three songs and then he goes, Hey, you doing, Chicago? And everybody's like, fucking finally he speaks. And yeah. then he just went back to playing and then never said <laughs> another word. Until the end, he was like, thank you so much. And I was like, this is the best $50 (laughs) I've ever spent. And Turnpike's the same. You know, I mean, at a certain point, if you're talking so much during your set, I'm just like, you don't have enough material. You know, like, you don't like, you're not. I I saw Chance the Rapper in concert and he talked for like 20 minutes. And I was like, (laughs) shut the fuck up. Like, you got, you got. Play the album. You just released an album. Yeah. Play the album. I don't need to hear this. <laughs> talk day. more rock. Don't chorus. <laughs> yeah. Get to the chorus. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. The only exception yeah. to that is uh, Todd Snyder, where people go to hear the stories and then they're like, right. oh, okay. I guess there is, I guess the story inspired a song, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I saw Shaky Graves in concert and uh, I wasn't like the biggest Shaky Graves fan, but I did leave there a much bigger fan because he did, he talked, but it was like this weird stream of consciousness that tied all the songs together. And as a comedian, I was so jealous because he would just be like, right before a song, he'd be like, yeah, when I wrote this song, you know, here's what I was going through. Here's what I was doing. And he's cutting up. He's like making yeah. funnier jokes than I would be in my <laughs> set. And uh, then he would do the song and halfway through the song, he'd be like, isn't that part kind of fucking stupid? I wrote that when I was 18. God, I'm dumb. And That's then he just went back into playing and you're like what i would give to be able to stop my joke midway through and be like yeah i was jerking off and then i thought of this idea and was like gotta go write yeah, that down you real make quick. that your thing then, that could be yeah that's, what, <laughs> still that's yeah. who i am <laughs> yeah. that's how if you ever get a chance to see Corey brandon live that's how Corey brandon is too he does a lot of really fun stuff he tells not long-winded but you know like kind of funny little stories and then in the middle of the song he'll be like can you believe i called a song yesterday there's a Beatles song called yesterday and i have the gall 
they were yesterday. Or he'll like, he'll like, uh, kind of like be playing a song and he'll like let it trail off just musically. And he's like, God damn it. This is the same riff of radar love. And then he plays radar love and goes back into his song. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that rules. I mean, there's certain ways that, you know, an artist could do something like that where they like, cause you could just, you know, all right, I'm not watching a comedian do a monologue. They're actually here with me. They're breaking the fourth wall so that, you realize we're all together. Yeah, it's that authentic thing. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to add, maybe we said these already, but House Fire. I don't think anybody said House Fire yet. No, no, yeah. Uh, we haven't the said Mercury it. I liked a lot. And then you all really so took good. the rest of mine except for Seven Oaks. I'll add that one. Oh, all right. Yeah. Seven. My my buddy who turned me on to uh, Turnpike, his two ones are Bird Hunter and Seven Oaks. So... I'm glad that those those got some yeah. love. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, Steven, thanks for such a fun chat. Thanks for, you know, uh, educating us on Turnpike and giving us a reason to really dig in. I, I had a great time listening to them, and they're definitely going to yeah. be in rotation from here on out. Uh, of course, you're a great comedian. You're based in Kansas City. You're a part of a fantastic festival. Uh, tell everybody, you know, what's going on with you? How can they keep up with you? Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. This is a whole lot of fun and I've been looking forward to it for a while. Uh, I'm on all of my social medias and website stuff is formerlyfatsteven.com and I am still fat, but <laughs> kind of a part of the bit. It doesn't really matter, but you can follow me Steven Taylor is just such a boring name. Anyway, you could follow me there. Um, and then uh, Fountain City Comedy Fest. If you're a comedian, submit. We're open until uh, July 1st. Uh, last year was a whole lot of fun. And um, Set to Destroy podcast, which we need to have y'all on when oh, y'all come yeah. to Kansas City, which is uh, we just sit down and listen to comedians bomb and all of their cringy <laughs> shit. Hell and yeah. Fun of them. And it's a lot of fun. So. I mean, we are no, we're no stranger to shame. We thrive in it. So this will, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll be good at that. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And uh, Set to Destroy is a, it's a podcast, you said. Just search Set to Destroy to find it. Yep. You can find it on all the Spotify or all the podcasts apps and then we've got uh instagram up and tiktok so we're doing reels Whoa. we're doing video content we're really we're oh, really doing it we're really we're really putting the yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on well make sure you check out steven at all of the online stuff and if you're in kansas city try to catch him live if you can he's great he's a great time uh a great time i to combine time and show a great shine great shine um <laughs> Uh, and thank you for listening to this episode of Take This Pod and Shove It. You probably know already, but you can follow us on Instagram at Take This Pod and Shove It. That's where all of the updates that happen are going to appear is on the Instagram. You can also become a Patreon subscriber if you want access to bonus episodes, and we hope you do because they're a lot of fun. Plus essays from me and Danny, behind-the-scenes looks, playlists that we don't share on the main feed, discount codes to merge, all sorts of stuff. Check us out on the Patreon, just patreon.com slash take this pod. And those are the two big things. You can email us at take this pod and shove it at gmail.com. And Danny, what else? What, we, what am I missing here? You're good at. Oh yeah. I'm so good at cleaning up your slop. <laughs> <laughs> you get the sloppy seconds of my plugs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, follow us on all the socials and everything. You already said the Patreon, you already said this. Hey, if you want to check out 
my sweet, sweet friend, Tyler Snodgrass. Hey, go to his websites, tylersnodgrass.com. Accurate. Uh, you could also go to uh, Instagram and follow him at Tyler Snod. Hey, and while you're there, since you're already clicking all the buttons and having all the fun on your little black mirror there, you might as well turn it around and go to at DannyMoppin.com or at Danny Moffin on Instagram. And guess what? You'll know everything about me forever and always because I'm clearly on that stuff a lot. Perfect. Oh, and one last thing. If you want to support the show in a way that's totally free, you can just give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast app you use. You can also leave a nice review if you've got a spare minute. It actually helps us out a lot, help us reach new listeners. And with that, we are going to say farewell, but we will see you next week with another episode. Thanks again to our guest, Stephen Taylor. Take this pot and shove it.